Welcome yet again for a weekly bout of monkey business from the studios of WFC3. It's Chris talking to you uh, and leading the conversation as always with my uh, my friends and family, Bill, mm. Billy DeTori, Tanya, Wayne, Tony, Kelsey, Deanna on the phone. And with us today, a uh, big contributor to the cosplay component of FC3 going forward, it's Rika Witzel. Hey, Rika, how you doing? I'm all right. How about you? Uh, hanging in there. All things considered, I know you're a little under the weather today. Yeah. Ah, that's no fun, especially with the way the weather's been like roller coastering all the over weather, the place. Under the weather. Yeah, I'm literally under it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. It's still snowing outside, so it's kind of kind of wild. We can see it from uh, the studio where we're at right now. Make sure you're wrapped up in a nice, toasty, warm blanket. Oh yeah, I pretty much made a fort. Yeah, I was, you, nice. you were saying that when you were texting Great earlier. Fort. I'm gonna build myself a fort. Yeah. Forts are awesome. Get a nice She's cool. in her blanket fort color. Never ever be too old to make blanket forts. Yes. You. All right. Yeah, so we do it at conventions all the time. There you go. So, so Rika and, and Kelsey are with us today because the, their biggest thing is, is cosplay, which is a facet of conventions that have been around for quite some time. It's, been, you know, it, it's not as, as recent as, as a lot of people may think, but it's really become kind of a culture in the, in the past you know, few years. It's really kind of, kind of taking on a life of its own. Um, Rika, do you find that like it's the, the, the current generation of, of tweens and kids and college kids, is, is it the current generation that's really making a thing of it, or is it something that's always been kind of just been handed down? Well, there's definitely a large range of ages that are participating right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our local scene, for sure, the college kids definitely kind of roll the roost and make a lot of the events happen, Mm -hmm. the smaller events, the meetups. But it's definitely for all ages, and you still see people even in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on showing up at cons and doing what they love. You know, and everyone has deep respect for these people who've been doing it since much longer than us, since before it was really this big of a culture thing. That's cool. That's cool. How long have you been into it now? Uh, going on five, six years now. Uh huh. What was your What was your first cosplay? Oh man, you know it's hard to remember because it was so long ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not counting like original characters or anything I did before, just for fun. I think my first official cosplay was Lucy from Elf and Leaf, like six years ago at Torcon. Okay. All right. How about you, Kelsey? Oh gosh, I started about four years ago. Hmm. My first cosplay was Kyo Soma from Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket? Mm-hmm. That's a thing? Yep. No, is yeah. that, was it's it, Emily's it, favorite. It's for Emily. Kind, okay, so I should know that. What kind of fruits in yeah. the fruit basket? What's that? What kind of fruits in the fruit basket? I don't know. It, now, what, well, what's the whole... <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about like this orphan girl who's just like living in the woods in a tent because she doesn't want to bother anybody, and then she <laughs> stumbles upon like this okay. house full of guys that turn into animals when you hug them. And she when just, you hug them, yes. So if if you don't touch them, then they're normal. Then they're normal people. Okay, all right. So <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole family drama within the because it's like the zodiac, uh, like the Chinese zodiac. So. Uh-huh. Is this a show? Yeah, yeah. it's an anime. Anime. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Did, can I ask where did you do this, and did anyone else know what you were? And I'm uh, serious. Like, it, well, that what, what type of? Uh, yeah, it's pretty popular. It, okay, yeah. it, it's just an epi- It's a sort of form of geekdom that I'm not as familiar with. Yeah, and I Anime's see. I do see a anime. lot. I do see a lot of it at conventions, mm-hmm. but I never know mm-hmm. who they are. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what they represent. Or it's actually mm. really ironic that my first cosplay was from an anime because now it's really rare for me to cosplay from an anime. So I'm in the same boat with you. I don't recognize a lot of new animes. There's mm-hmm. a lot of anime out there. Yeah, it's, ton of yeah, it. it's a ton. It's, it's mass produced. And it's, well, there's so much anime coming coming out and so much that's been out there. Mm-hmm. I remember Harlock back in the day mm-hmm. and, uh, and Star Blazers back in the day. Oh, yeah. And it's like, 
now is like so much is like I can't even keep up. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have the anime network 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rika, you kind of touch on an interesting point. You know, you say you're not as into anime anymore. Um, do you find that a lot of the characters you're doing are they original characters, ones that you're creating yourself? No, that I don't do that very often okay. either. I mostly cosplay from video games and American okay. media. I wouldn't say that I'm not so much into anime anymore. I just kind of, it never was my favorite gotcha. media. There's definitely a few characters that I've cosplayed or animated that stuck out to me. I've watched a lot of the classics, but mm-hmm. some people keep up with all the newest, hottest animes. And this season is actually the first time that I've gotten into the fad anime in a long time. And that's <laughs> the, the new, the ice skating one. Okay. Oh, yes, Gary on ice. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be one of the hot animes this season. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ice skating ones, the basketball ones, the baseball Uh ones. Sports anime. The Prince of Tennis. Exploded. Show and genre is just huge. It's it's like sports anime. It's just soap opera. I didn't even think of it. You know, listening to Rika talking about it, it almost kind of like... I almost felt like I had my own Entertainment Tonight uh, fashion reporter. Well, this is going to be the, what's hot this season. And I'm like, holy Christmas, is, that's though. true. Yeah. That's, you got to yeah. keep an eye on that. There's yeah. trending stuff going on. Yeah. Well, in terms of the convention season, there's always that one anime that you see like 500 people cosplaying from. It's mm-hmm. been Attack on Titan in the past. That was the last mm-hmm. really big one that a lot of people did. Okay. Because there were so many characters in that anime, I think that's why you saw literal armies of people at conventions and oh, yeah. cosplay from that. But... I now, don't think it'll be quite to that scale this time, uh-huh. but we'll definitely be seeing a lot of it. Now, are when when things are not as popular, do you find that they're completely ignored, like they fall out of favor? Like Attack on Titan, you made a mention to it, and we have Trina Nishimura who voiced Mikasa in the uh, in in the the, the English dubs, mm-hmm. uh, and she is going to be coming to FC three in May. Is this is this kind of thing where like, well, that's already past tense? Well, the, I think the manga is still releasing more, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think the actual anime is still in production. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that because I'm not following it right now, but uh-huh. I know the manga is still active, so there's definitely people who are still interested in it. Did we, sure. get the, did we get the live-action one here in the States? Or I know it I've heard people Japan. talk about it. Yeah, I think that was just in Japan. Yeah. I'm sure it's been subbed and people have watched it. Yeah, but like, I don't it's, like, it's like the live-action Star Blazers yeah. did. That was good. I remember I seeing it. that. That really, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It was it was hard to start getting used to the because I don't watch a lot of subtitled stuff, so it was hard to get used to that. But you know, once you did, it was it was easy to deal with. It was a great show. Um, all right, so Kelsey, what's your favorite character to to cosplay? Oh gosh, she did so many in one yeah, of our videos. I have... <laughs> <laughs> she the we are the world of cosplayers. Well, everybody. <laughs> I mean, to, to tangent, I, have, go ahead. I have more than 30 costumes at this point. I remember. You used the bulk of them uh, when we did the flip-flop uh, video last yes, year. Yes, yes, I used quite a few of those. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I mean, part of what makes a costume really fun is, like, your con experience in the costume. Mm-hmm. So I think my favorite oh, yeah. so far has been Alba Saragaki from Dramatical Murder, because I cosplayed that, uh, like, Two years ago, mm-hmm. right when Dramatical Murder was huge, okay, and like everybody so hit the was cosplaying. Yeah, if you hit a wave, it's so much fun. Like I was at Katsukon and we were having pizza with some people we had never met before, <laughs> just sitting in a circle having uh-huh. fun, and like everybody recognizes you, even if your costume isn't stellar, because okay. every other person is dressed as that. It was just a lot of fun being Alba. And, and I want to touch on that quality stuff. But I'm going to do that a little bit because I want to ask the same question to Rika. Rika, what do you have a costume that is like? First and foremost, your favorite, that one that you, when you're thinking about your collection, that one that you just like, I need a reason to, to, to play this person again. The second that you asked her that question, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's coming to me. Yeah, I knew. Um, yeah, OK. <laughs> that's a really difficult question for me because I 
have so many. And also, I've I've been fortunate to have such awesome friends that we have a good time at pretty much any convention. Um, I would have to say, if I had to pick one, it's not really one I do anymore, but my old Homestuck cosplay, my thing, was the one that I wore to the most cons, the most times, and I remade it three times. Mm-hmm. So I have three different versions of this one character, and I definitely had a lot of fun meeting people and doing photo shoots in that costume. So I, I have the most nostalgic and sentimental memories attached to that one for sure but when i did on vaporeon for pokemon go i would also say that's a pretty close second right now because people really thought that the sign that said would you like to power up vaporeon was funny so that was a lot of fun too it's really hard to say that there's one favorite okay all right uh so now homestuck i've heard that before is that is that like a popular thing that people draw from um homestuck is an american webcomic and it's it's sad has actually kind of passed now as well because the comic came to an end and there's like an epilogue in process, but for the most part, there's not as many people showing up to the meetups. This is a fandom that in the past, meetups at conventions were hundreds of people strong to the point where the security for the con had to shut down. Okay. Jeez. All right. There's a lot going on there. Now, I'm going to change tangent because Kelsey had touched on something when she, when she said uh, different quality levels. You know, it's, it's so the cosplay community that I don't feel are they a judgmental lot. Like if I just showed up with a bare bones kind of just slapped together with some stuff at home and I showed up and I it was a loose representation of a particular character that nobody's going to really poo poo that really that much. Are they? They're, they're a fairly accepting bunch. I hope I would say that that depends highly on your attitude, because mm-hmm. if you walk in acting like you own the place and, you know, you're not really well put together. OK, like, people Johan. Will get <laughs> yeah, well, some people will get poo poo about it. I mean, for the most part, everybody is either so caught up in what they're doing or they're just having so much fun. They don't have time to judge others. There's definitely some people in the bunch who are like that. And all they do is sit in a corner and judge everyone the whole time. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you're really going to spend a convention like that, then you're not there for the same reason as everyone else anyway. It's definitely overall an accepting bunch in general. You're going to find your bad eggs anywhere. Okay, you know, in every in every genre, in every culture, I would assume. I I, I have I have cosplayed once <laughs> in my entire life. I've cosplayed once, and that's because way back when, because I'm a I'm a big Doctor Who fan. My mom really? humored me. And uh, and knitted me a scarf. So I have a 19-foot-long Tom Baker fourth Doctor scarf. Did you have the hat? I, I did not have the proper hat, but I had a fedora. Did you okay? have the hair? I never had the hair. Okay? <laughs> I never had the hair. I, I found a coat. I found a coat. I, can't, I put a dress shirt on. I threw a tie on, a loose, loose tie, and I, I tried to kind of slap together. It was definitely a cheesy fourth Doctor. And I remember walking into the convention nervous as hell. Nervous as hell. Because here I am, and I'm like, this was a whole new thing, and I wasn't sure. I mean, other people going to be dressed up? Are other people going to be dressed up? I don't see any other. Oh, they're, okay, there's a guy who's got, okay, he looks like he might be, have a Star Trek uniform on. Okay. How long ago was this? Um, this was, for me, a half a lifetime ago, and I'm going to tell you that you were not alive for that. Um, <laughs> was this I, at the, I don't uh, know. It was, crea- it was downtown, Creation. Downtown Holiday Yeah, Inn? Downtown Holiday and oh, cre- Creation Convention yeah. for Doctor Who and, and Star yeah. Trek. Um, I Chances was, are you weren't around. I was 19. That's so, see, it's funny because now if you're looking for a convention, like you're driving to the location, you're like, where is it? I can't find the building. You'll mm-hmm. see at least 30 people yes. walking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah. You it's it's like when are. you go to Anime North uh-huh. and you're driving down uh, Dixon Road uh-huh. and they've got like all the hotels on Dixon Road out by the airport and you see people walking a mile uh-huh. in costume. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny. A, a couple of years ago, Susan and I went to Pittsburgh, and we're we're going for a Paul McCartney concert and a, a baseball game. And I didn't realize when we got to our hotel, 
we're seeing it, it turned out to be the world's largest furry convention. Oh God! <laughs> and, and we're just surrounded by uh, you know foxes and kitties and all. Wow! Am I, am I missing something nerdy by being? And I don't know if that's actually want, nerdy. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> it's is. kind of it is. definitely overlap. There's a good amount of overlap. There's overlap okay. in every community. Yeah. All right. I wound up having to Google to see where I was. What's going on here? <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, uh, what do you guys think of Heroes of Cosplay? You must have seen that. Oh, can, I, can I plead the fifth? The most polite response I can give is uh-huh. that I think it gives the public with no knowledge of cosplay a very wrong impression of what cosplay is about. Okay. So it's I not cutthroat, I want to win the want to win the $25 prize at uh, whatever convention I'm going to that week. It's not even just that. A lot of the people that they film on there have like endless access to extremely expensive materials people to make things for them. Mm -hmm. And I think for an outsider looking in, it's like, oh, well, I don't look like that and I don't have that kind of money so I can't do this. And I think that's the wrong message. We don't want to send that at all. We want to say, hey, it doesn't matter your shape, size, gender, you know, mm-hmm. how much money you have, what kind of materials you have access to, or even if you can sew or not, you're welcome here. Right. You know, we, we want that. And I feel like that show did a really bad job <laughs> sending that message. So that's, I will end the comment there because no, that's I valid. don't against any of the talented people that were on it, but uh-huh. I just feel like since it was a big show and it gave such a public, you know, a general public impression, I, mm-hmm. it, I just think it didn't do the right job. Okay. And that and that's valid because that's that's not you know as as a convention director I sit here and and I'm and I think about the different facets that we try to bring in, and for me, the bottom line is I want to make sure that everybody who walks in the front door of FC three is having a good time. Yeah. They're having they're exposed to something positive. They're exposed to something they've never seen before, and they're excited about it. Oh, yeah. So you know to to be able to say, all right, you um, you put a funny looking scarf on and you're going to say you're the fourth doctor, even though it's like three foot long scarf, but it's got the pattern on it. So, you know, close enough. Good. Have some fun. Come on in. Come on in. I want to be able to have those people feel as welcome as the folks who spent six months working on this particular outfit so that they could present it at this particular show on this particular day. You know, you were, you were telling, you were talking about how like people will have outfits just, just to show, just to pick up their tickets. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, oh, so I was playing to badge pick cosplay just the Toricon badge pickup, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's and this, so that's definitely something you want to reach out to these people and let them know that at every skill level from, you know, no skill whatsoever to you are a master craftsperson, you know, you you're going to be welcome, you're going to have a good time. And and so that's the kind of culture, you know, you you like to represent too. I've heard that, you know, when we've talked. Yes. See. <laughs> You're a woman of few words, Rika. I love that. Um, <laughs> no, I've you heard... She doesn't me. feel good today. I know. We're going to go easy on her. Tony, go ahead. Uh, I've heard of this thing called the cosplay curse where um, they they overplan uh, too many costumes. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you see it more in people who do more simple outfits because they'll pick one character and do like five versions of that same character in a day. Mm-hmm. That's something I don't do or understand, but I okay. have... Great respect for people that, who actually. That feel means like you have to have a room clothes. at the hotel, because yeah. yeah. you got to yeah. have space for all that stuff. Yeah, and I I've mean, seen, seen Kelsey's closet for costumes. <laughs> oh no! I have a whole rack in my basement. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! I remember I was driving some friends up to Anime North, and their costumes. I had a I had a four tourist wagon, and their costumes took up all the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes people, if there's like three people, three or four people in a room, like one car will have 
all the costumes and props and one car will have all the people. All the people yes. in it. Okay. I can't only take one fit. passenger with me. Uh-huh. I, that's my limit is one passenger because I fold down both my back seats. And uh-huh. for a big con, you know, for an out-of-state con, I will fill the entire back of my car. And it's like, okay, who am I taking? Which one of you doesn't cosplay or has no luggage? You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can bring a backpack that's got to sit on your lap. Yep. Pretty much. I do have a friend like that, so... <laughs> All right, here's another on-the-spot question for you, Rika. Uh, is there a character that you have not yet attempted, <laughs> but you're like, that's like it's a holy grail kind of a character, one that you just want to try or you're working on right now? Yes, I added that to my drawing board for some time in 2017, hopefully. Okay. Um, Do you want to spill I, who that I've is, always, or are you going to hold the mystery yeah. on that? It's not a specific who, but uh-huh. I've always... When I first started, I was like, man, you know, I played World of Warcraft a lot when I first started cosplaying, and then I, you know, quit because I wanted to pass college. Uh-huh. I'm so glad I discovered World of Warcraft, at, like, in my adult years, because if I had found it when I was in college, that would have been bad. It would have been very it, bad. Absolutely. I definitely played a lot during mm-hmm. my earlier years in college, and that was not going to be able to spill over to when I was cosplaying, but... I told myself right from the beginning, one day, I'm going to do something from World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and I... I didn't really want to do a specific named character because a lot of them have already been done. Right. But I picked an armor set in a class, which was the Undead Priest. Okay. I wanted to do since forever, since that was one of my main characters. And uh-huh. that's, it's going to happen eventually. Okay. <laughs> I just have to have more time on my hands, for sure. All right. Just, just to kind of clue you in on how much of a Warcraft geek I am, what tier on the armor set? Oh, Absolution. Okay. I know the one. The one with the faces on the shoulders. Yep. Yep. I know the one. Yep. I, I, I I've never played a priest, but I've seen a few of them. Well, you know those styrofoam heads that people put their wigs on? Uh-huh. I'm going to, like, mutilate those and then kind of seal them and paint them and turn them into the part of the shoulder armor. So oh, nice. Kind God. of like this, like, wow. <laughs> I can't wait funny. to see that. I really can't wait to oh, see that. Gosh. That's going to be yeah, awesome. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Probably, I don't know, late 2017, I'm hoping. Originally, I was thinking early 2017, mm-hmm. but... Not with the semester I have next semester. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, as always, you know, I'm always telling you, if we, there's anything we can do to help, let us know. Even if it's just standing around hold, holding things in place while the glue dries. You know, sometimes just having someone stand there creepily and yell at me makes me more productive. <laughs> otherwise, I'm like, ah, I can take this break. Hey, as an executive director, I can definitely do that. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm, I'm repositioning myself in the studio right now, and I'm looking in Kelsey's direction. He's so you, getting out of hitting range. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not getting out of hitting I'm, I'm refocusing. You don't need to be out of hitting range. I'm, I, I'm going to take the same question I just asked Rika, and I'm going to pose it to you now. Because I, I like this, you, were my, you guys are my voices here, so I want to hear what you have to say. Is there a dream, a holy grail character that you you are looking forward to doing? Well, I don't know if I even have the skill set possible for this one. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always wanted to cosplay something from Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Okay. And I'm currently working on my Zelda cosplay, but I really want to cosplay Gear at him. Okay, I don't know who that is. Tell me a little more about the character. Um, and that's just from the video game, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's the Demon Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, his hair's ridiculous but like not as ridiculous as it could be considering okay. other anime hair uh-huh but um <laughs> anime hair just with all the pointy spiky things he, he just has like like this like i don't i don't even know how to describe it you there were hand gestures up. involved in that but, that uh, attempted a description it kind of just like brushes over one eye and okay like, oh, the other side is pulled brush back over one eye. that's true I, like, I the other side that. is pulled back so yeah. i need like some kind of i've thing. seen that in like kingdom like hearts yeah yeah and so but like his outfit is the most ridiculous thing. It's like a leotard. That I goes actually know like, exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's I know ridiculous. someone who did it one time. Oh my gosh. So it's I'll a leotard. I have to be in contact with her. 
<laughs> there you go. There Ooh, you go. There so go. so Rika is going to get Kelsey in touch with that person. That's awesome. See, that's it's connections. That's cutouts. I, I'm learning a lot actually because okay. when I think of cosplay, now even going to Fan Expo, which is one of the bigger cons in mm-hmm. in uh, North America, I think of seeing. 50 Harley Quinns within half an oh, hour. Oh, yeah, that's the Suicide Squad effect, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, even even before thing. that. It was just, that's what happens when there's a mm-hmm. bad thing. Mm-hmm. You see a million of one thing. Now, now, one of the coolest, that well, the reason I started watching Doctor Who, or one of the reasons, was that uh, my wife and I saw someone dressed as a weeping angel. Okay. Yeah, and that's really cool. To yeah. the point where... Let's go up and ask them who they are uh-huh. because we didn't know. Uh-huh. And when we okay, that that's something we've got to look into. But I, Wayne, you actually you and Chris, uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I saw someone dressed as Gypsy at Niagara <laughs> oh, Falls Comic Con. Oh, wow! <laughs> and to that's me, that cool. that was my favorite thing ever because uh-huh. there was just many people that had no idea who that was, and I got the biggest kick out of seeing Gypsy. Are there is there a has anyone ever come up to to you cosplayers and said, who are you, and then hopefully got into whatever it was that... It, I think what you're asking is, have we ever done something that's nostalgic that no one knows, but then you get that one person that recognizes it and gets doubly excited, Well, right? that and someone that maybe doesn't know who you are, but your costume is so good, they ask you oh, about it. I, absolutely all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, I, a lot of people who don't know what any, they'll walk into a convention, they don't know what anything is. But they're like, you look really cool. Can I take a picture of you? They don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> That's how That's the weeping children. angel effect would yeah. be. Yeah. So. Children like anything. I feel like taking a child to a convention is brilliant because it's like Disney World for free. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All these costume characters walking around. And I mean, I, I wouldn't speak on behalf of the entire community, but I think most of us are pretty good at dealing with the general public and with children when it comes to posing for photos because we're used to it. Oh, I've, I've seen it often. I mean, well, Kelsey and, and her uh, her surly human sidekick, Emily, my other favorite intern. <laughs> surly. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pay for that one later when Emily sees me finally. But, you know, the, the two, they do the sisters from Frozen. Uh, a lot of the, when we go out and we advertise the, the convention at various places, like Strong Museum will play, things like that. They'll do Anna and Elsa. And just to see the expression on the children's faces their, when they... Their eyes are saucers. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And it never gets old. It's like every time oh, yeah. we do it, it's... The, it, okay, we can... Oh, we're bringing Anna and Elsa again. It's, you know, is this going to get tired? No. No, no because that, that first... I did myself for a while, and it's... I mean... Mm-hmm. It got a little tired. It got a little tired. <laughs> it got a little tired. <laughs> it got a little tired. She's a little very bit. grabby. For, for, the, for the people cosplaying, I guess, but just yeah. like... But seeing the expression. And then, you know, and you you and Em are so good with the kids, too. You're so patient with them. You know, they'll come up for the pictures and whatnot. And with the last time we were at Strong and, and the guy just handed you the baby? Oh, yeah. That? This woman was just like, can you take a picture with him? And I'm like, sure. And I expected her to, like... Hold her own baby. No, she just hands me this child. I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've like never held a baby in my life, and this woman just trusted me with her infant. Oh, like, well, oh, you're a princess. Lord. There you have. Yeah. You know, you must have some sort of royal decree, right? Okay. Yeah. That was that was really scary. I mostly did. I have a question for for our cosplayers, and you know, I I don't. I hope they don't take this the wrong way or come across as offensive. What first drew you guys? To, to get into the cosplay. Yeah, that's completely offensive, Deanna. What the hell? Oh, yeah, I'm upset. I better delay <laughs> that. I, yeah, let's we'll put that on delay. What the Damn. hell? God, I D. I need a safe space. I'm offended. Oh, <laughs> Do I need to bring pizza? That would be really great. There we go. 
because some people if you ask them why they do stuff, they get very uh-huh. defensive, and because they may might have other issues or something. I just, you know, I think it's interesting that there are some people who look at that as just dressing up, mm-hmm. and some people look at it as cosplaying. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people who also believe it's a form of escapism, and that we all just are so deeply damaged that we hate to be ourselves that we need to be someone else to be happy. Mm-hmm. I've that's heard that theory the actually. The yeah. only theory that I've heard that's like quote, offensive, and I mean, if people really want to feel that way, then I can't imagine that they'd want to be around a convention anyway. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of us, I mean, I think the art of creating the costume, if you're somebody who creates costumes, is definitely a large part of it, because it's therapeutic to make something mm-hmm. until you start crying when you mess up. Then oh. it's yeah. therapeutic Aww. anyway. Aww. <laughs> that warbler was $80. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's a learning experience. It's learning a new skill. It's meeting new people from all over the country. I mean, I'm not I think what originally got me into it was just the general draw of doing something different that I'd always wanted to do since I was younger. Mm-hmm. But then what kept me was meeting all the new people. And you, know, you see these people again every year because you go to the same con. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you travel, you meet people who are also traveling from far away that you wouldn't normally see at all. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this like, tight-knit group of people that you never see outside of cons, and it's so magical when you do get to see them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. And this is not going to be the only conversation we have on a podcast about cosplay. All right. So going forward, I want to bring in some other elements. And we're not wrapping up just yet, but uh, I want to make sure that we understand that there's there's a lot to this. There's This is a very deep and complex kind of a thing. Um, so kind of topic that I want to touch on a little bit is is how cosplay can be considered a little on the risque side. And, and what that does in terms of the, the mantra that Kelsey and I were talking about for in the warm-up for the 2016 FC3, cosplay is not consent. So these are the things that I want to talk about as well. Uh, you know, and Sarika, if I can get some of your thoughts on, on that, because have you really, have you seen out in the culture that, that things can get a little, little dicey? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially at bigger cons like New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of things that are happening without... I wouldn't say without consent because it sounds so much more dramatic than it really is, but mm-hmm. when at New York Comic Con, for example, people will take your photo without asking, and if you're trying to adjust your costume, change or eat. Yeah. And they'll just do it anyway. Uh, the even deeper, worse side of that is some people claim that they've been touched or approached or that one of my friends said that she was motor voted once. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's there's things that happen that, you, know, you really wish they didn't, or you don't see them coming. One of my other friends had somebody stick their finger in her mouth because she had fake teeth in, and he wanted to touch them. Oh, my God. So, so there's some weird stuff going on out there. Yeah. So there's yeah. definitely the boundary idea. issues. Boundaries, yeah. But I think that's I think, more to do with the people coming to the convention who have no idea. Uh-huh. So that's why we're going to make sure is. that we... Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're setting the ground rules. You know, I can't, I can't speak for any other convention, but I can speak for FC3 because this is what the podcast is about. Um, you know, and I want to make sure that, you know, we start that conversation early because then when, when May 20th and 21st rolls around next year, people who come to the show know there, there are lines that are drawn, you know. Right. And, and I think the most important thing is to let them know that the staff members will do something if something happens. Whereas exactly. Whereas many times, the staff members will not get involved or they'll be like, oh, it's hearsay and they won't bother dealing with something. Uh-huh. I think... The reason they do that is because they think they're going to be dealing with a lot more accusations than they really are. Right. It's not something that happens a lot of the time, but if somebody truly feels unsafe or someone's touched them or tried to take a photo off their skirt or something, the best thing that you can do is, you know, be there uh-huh. and actually, you know, take their issue seriously and try to work it out because a lot of the time, especially with bigger cons, the staff 
are so busy with other things. They're kind of laissez-faire. They're like, work it out yourself. You know, they aren't really there mm-hmm. to help people feel safer. Whereas if you say, you know, if you feel uncomfortable or somebody says something inappropriate to you or they touch you, you can come get a staff member at any time. Exactly. And that's the kind of thing we're, we're working on, like doubling our volunteer staff so we can cover more uh, ground. And, and as in my personal opinion, as one of the five executive directors, and, you know, Deanna and Tanya are on that same same uh, list with me. Uh, you know, we we've I don't know if zero tolerance because you don't want to you don't want to run the risk of being too heavy handed. But I want to make it very clear that I want cosplayers to come to FC3 and know there is a level of safety that they can expect that if something right. happens that we're, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to brush them off. We're going to take them seriously that uh, that we'll talk to people and we'll we'll be happy to give people warnings and say, hey, if there was a miscommunication, I want you to be aware that there was, a, you know, now this is where we stand. And then, you know, that's your one warning. Uh, anything else? And guess what? <laughs> There's the door. Have a nice day. Right, uh, absolutely. You know, so and, and that's that's important because when you're when you're putting yourself out there, when because for me, cosplay has always been one of those more ultimate levels of expression. Like I'm a writer. I write books. And and for me, I don't have to worry about it. I launch the story out there. If you read it and like it, great. If you don't, I'm not too stressed out about it because I'm not doing this for a career. I have a safety level because I'm sitting at my desk at home. Right. And this is something where people will rip apart your appearances. Exactly. It's much to your face. Well, sure. I, I, I would imagine that's probably going to be, there's going to be some in-person. Kelsey, you've seen some of that happen. I can see you're, you're like, yeah, oh my God, you start cringing as soon as I brought that up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty rare, though. Most people are pretty cowardly. And yeah, most people... Most people, like, either they'll throw some shade online or they'll just, like, snicker off with their friends. Uh-huh. And you'll hear about it, maybe, or yeah. probably not. See, Most people are just not that mean that they would go up to someone uh-huh. like me who's a child and be like, wow, you suck. Like, they don't usually do that. I can imagine it would happen, though. You know, but this, you know, I can imagine that, like I was saying, cosplay is that, that ultimate sense of, of really just personal expression at, at this kind of a level, at this kind of an, an event. You know, you're right. really putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and, and you know, saying, hey, this is me, you, you know, accept me or not, but this is me and I'm having fun with this. Mm-hmm. And to you, it's it's a lot more personal that way. Well, and also beyond this is me, it's mm-hmm. this is me and I'm imitating this character. And I think for some people, unfortunately, they don't really go along with the generally accepted feeling that anyone can cosplay any character of any body type, etc. And some people like to attack others based on, there as a person body type not matching up with the character that they're causing oh yeah yeah and that's something we'll talk about going forward absolutely yeah so that's definitely something that out of all the things that are most likely for somebody to say something rude in person i Mm -hmm. feel like that's the number one offender is that people will say something in person if they feel that this person is really doing a disservice to the character by cosplaying them and you know it's really not their place to say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially i mean not that the people who do own the characters would say that, but it's not their character to be policing. Right. So it just makes people feel bad and gives a negative environment in general. Okay. Very cool. And like I said, this is just be the this is the foundation. This is the beginning of cosplay uh, conversations for the FC3 podcasts. Uh, and going forward, we're going to talk a little bit more about how um, we're all going to come together and we're going to present and how we'll do costume contests and various events and panels and things that we're going to be doing and, and how we'll present uh, this particular aspect of the genre to uh, to our friends and family and fans and we're going to get billy into cosplay and we're going to get billy into cosplay i want to see him i want to see him as scarlet witch um <laughs> ooh, ooh. And, i don't know if so, susan wants to see that <laughs> i honestly don't think i do either but anyway um so but rika thank you so much don't make me be dr much. manhattan 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Rika, thank you so so much no. uh, for for joining us. I hope you're feeling better. And uh, the next time we bring up, we're going to bring up cosplay or some other podcast. I you know, hope you're you're healthy enough to join us in the studio. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up for this particular conversation. Okay. And okay. Uh, and so with that being said, I'm going to look over to Tony, who's got the uh, the out cue. Uh, nerds and, and geeks, this is Ben Monkey Business, a Mighty Monkey production. My, the Mighty Monkey Productions of Rochester, New York, creators and presenters of the Flower City Comic Con, presenting their second show May 20th and 21st of 2017 at the Riverside Convention Center. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash fc3roc. So much fun. I, I, I think I could be like Iron Man. <laughs>